everybody. This week, I'm really lucky. I've got Nick Long on. Nick is coming in hot from Orlando, Florida. As we know, it's hot in Florida and it's hot in Florida in general uh, as far as the real estate market. That's one of the uh, move to places um, along with we know the other hot markets, Nashville and Boise, Idaho and the other uh, crazy markets with stuff going uh, up, up, up and going for way over the uh, sales price. I met Nick Man, I want to say, Nick, I bet nine years ago, if I'm a betting man, I think, when he was just getting into the business and I knew he was going to be able to put it all together and uh, just starting to uh, build his his business. Nick is a, is, is a purchase guy, as you all know. Uh, everyone I have on here, all the quote unquote Joel people are purchase people. I mean, of course, we want to refinance every person we've done a loan for, but this typically isn't a group that's buying lists to cold call people to refinance. This is a group that has relationships with real estate agents. Um, Nick, what what year officially did you get into business? By the way, Nick is with AmeriFirst Mortgage. Nick, what's your official title? Uh, sales team manager, and I uh, started uh, February of 2011. So you were dead on accurate. So it wasn't even 12; it was 11 that we met. Wow, 10 years ago, man, it goes really, really, really fast. Um, okay, awesome. So sales team manager. So Nick, you're a leader and you are producing, right? You're a producing manager for most of the people on here. And you also have a little bit of a unique specialty in reno. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit and how you really used reno to build out to build out your market. But Nick, one of the questions I've been asking every loan officer, uh, every loan person that's come on here, you know, the big, big, the hottest subject there is besides, you know, the price of lumber and how to get people to work for them, you know, in our business is, man, how are you dealing with the inventory issues? And so when I've been asking everyone, and I've been getting a lot of great feedback from my group here on the answers is, first of all, sort of a two, two part question. First of all, you know, what are you doing internally you know, how are you, uh, whether it's how you're qualifying borrowers, whether you're qualifying them, you know, a half percent above the market, what different ways you're qualifying them to make sure they're okay when they get in your agent partner's car, number one. And then number two, are you doing anything interesting or special that these guys would love to hear about or special is the wrong word, whatever you're doing that's working with your agent partners, you know, I'm hearing from loan officers all the time that they're they're basically shrinks almost for their for their agent partners because they're writing 19 offers, you know, to try to get someone in the house. Nick and I were chatting before we came on. You all couldn't hear us uh, about how he just feels bad for a lot of the FHA borrowers because um, Nick's really was really a govy guy. And he said his business is really a lot of conventional now because the sellers are, are, are scared of those loans. So, Nick, you know, love to just start with, you know, what are you doing um, uh, to help your partners prepare borrowers better for this kind of market when they come into you at prequal? What types of things are you and your group doing immediately? Well, I mean, so one of the things that I do with buyers just up front is really just manage their expectations. A lot of buyers just don't really understand, especially if they're first-time home buyers, how crazy our market is. And sometimes it takes them, you know, losing out on one or two houses to really understand, you know, but um, really from, from day one, from the initial conversation, we're taking a deep dive, spending at least 15 to 30 minutes on the phone with the buyer going through everything, getting every single bit of information that, you know, would be on the 1003 address, you know, uh, employment history, um, details of their assets, all that kind of stuff. And wait a second, wait a second. Did you guys hear Nick? He's getting everything. 
when he talks to them, as you can tell, Nick and I have maybe met each other before, uh, everything. Nick, is that is that helping them prepare even better for writing offers? Oh, 100%. Because, I mean, we after I take the initial application, it goes to my transaction coordinator who's going to just get all the documents from, from the buyer. And I mean everything. Um, we, we get twos, we get pay stubs, we get bank statements, driver's license. Um, you know, LOXs? LOXs, everything. Yeah, we're taking- Large deposits. Yeah, I mean, may as well. What, what's the point of waiting? May as well do it all up front. So. <laughs> Nick, I just, I was on a call this morning with a group of people. They were thinking about putting a bunch of their LOs in their crush group. And I said, well, I just want, I just want to make sure you understand when you're dealing with me. If you have an approved loan and there's any conditions on it, it's denied. And they were like, wait, what? I'm like, yeah, denied. Like if you have an approved loan and you're looking for like a large deposit, it's denied. Meaning that yeah. should have been in there before it went. And I think more now than ever in this kind of market, every originator should be originating like that, you know? Um, so I'm sure your agent partners love that, right? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. We, um, once they do make the offer, I have my buyer's agent copy me on all correspondence to the listing agent. So then I know it triggers me to go ahead and uh, reach out to that listing agent, which is huge because most lenders sit back and wait for the listing agent to call and vet the pre-approval. Whereas we go ahead and take initiative and, and uh, call the listing agent up front. And then I can say with confidence, look, I literally have every, sing every single thing on this application. I have all their docs, everything's good to go. You know, and I can say it with confidence that you know, this person is definitely qualified and we'll get to the closing table. How far, uh, how far over, Nick? I've heard anywhere from three eighths to a half to three quarters. When you're doing your prequal, when you're doing numbers, how far over are you to be safe with the borrowers? Um, I'm doing half a percent currently, just because how crazy and volatile our market is. Um, you know, last last week was insane with the Fed statement, and uh, you know, prices were kind of going everywhere, and still, even this morning, you know, things are definitely insane. But yeah, I, I think just the the market right now. Um, it can get spooked so easily that um, you, we can get a half point you know, increase just like that. And, um, and I know that happened to us you know, many times before in the past as well, in like 2013, 2016, uh, you ran into those same issues. So I just, I qualify with a half percent higher just in case. Um, and I'd let the borrower know that as well, just in case, you know, I send them an estimate and it's a half point higher. I'm just like, look, you know, this is absolute worst case scenario. And Nick, do your agent partners know what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And they love it too, because one thing here in Florida we've um, ran into is a bunch of insurance issues. Um, all the insurance companies this year have really jacked up insurance premiums. So um, that's another kind of reason why I do it is because it's a complete guess of what that insurance is going to come out to be. <laughs> so, so, so everyone, I want to make sure you heard that because I love when I hear back from loan officers, well, you can't, I can't pre-qualify them that far over. They're going to scream and they're going to go back to the agent. Rah, wah, wah. And I was just like, well, you clearly don't have a great relationship with your agent partner because a good agent. And I mean, I know, cause I coach these people, they want their lender doing that. They don't want to write an offer and then hear back from you. Oops. I qualified them at the market a week ago and sorry, the market moved and you're now not getting your commission. So everyone hear that loud and clear. Not only is Nick looking the borrower in the eye and qualifying them a half over, Nick, I might even say go three quarters over, to be honest, and not, not even care as long as they're qualified. But his partners know what he's doing, which is key. So they're supporting. So when the borrower turns around, if they're hanky, and calls the agent back and goes, who's this Nick Long character you sent me to? He ran my numbers at 4.5%. <laughs> 
four and the rate's three and a quarter, the agent's going to go, shut up. He did it on purpose. He knows what he's doing. Play along. You know, this is how you're going to get your house. And that's huge. A lot of loan officers don't have that relationship piece right there. But if you're not qualifying people a half to three, three quarters over, I mean, I think you're certifiably insane right now in this kind of market. I think you can go down hard and fast. Nick, what are you doing as far as scenarios? You know, somebody comes in and they say, okay, I want to put, I want to put 10% down. And, you know, it's not two, two years ago where you're like, okay, we can do an 80, 10, a 75, 15, 10. We can do a 90 with letter paid on my, now you're like, Hmm, this could end up being a 95 in 10 seconds. Right. You know, depending on how much cash they have, what do you do and how many different scenarios are you running before you cut them loose back to the agent? I think it really just depends on how crazy the buyer is and the price point that they're in as well. Um, you know, if you got somebody who has to move um, and they're like, you know, dead set on being at a certain price point and they don't care about appraisal value, I'm just qualifying them at the highest LTV that I can. I mean, there's really just no point of, of qualifying them at the 10% down, use the MI at 95, um, maybe give yourself a little buffer too, because uh, private mortgage insurance can change as well. But if the ratios are tight, really, the biggest thing is, again, setting expectations, not only to the buyer, but also to the real estate agent. Outline an email, hey, I qualified them based off of, um, you know, this interest rate, this insurance amount, this property tax, no HOA, so that when they go out and shop, if they do find something, they know the parameters to stick to. You know, if they need to uh, push the purchase price max that they're qualified. Now, now, again, I don't know. I want to make sure everyone heard that. That's a baby bomb, Nick. That's what that's what guys like me and your dad used to do. That's some old school stuff right there. But we used to have to do it on like a napkin or whatever. Nick is literally, literally emailing the agent in writing exactly what he did. Okay. Number one, that's helping the agent, but it's also officially covering your ass. So if the agent goes out and does something crazy, Nick has put in writing, here's what I did. As in, if you come off this script, you need to call me before you write the offer. Nick, I can't tell you how many loan officers do not do that. They may do it verbally, but they're not doing it in writing and then they get in trouble. And then there's a, he said, she said with the agent, Every single time, well, that's what you said, Nick. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm sure, you've, I'm sure you've seen that a bunch of times. Nick, talk to me about the actual agents and the shrink piece. Um, how are the agents in Orlando? Are they pretty much freaking out like the rest of them? Because, you know, everyone's like, oh, agents make too much money. I'm like, huh, they're writing like 97 offers on every house. You know what I mean? Believe me, they're earning every penny right now. Um, what are you doing, if anything special, with your agent partners to support them through this? This is epic. No one has ever seen anything like this before. Um, are you doing anything interesting or uh, different or, you know, to support your partners? Um, I mean, yeah, real estate agents here. I mean, honestly, real estate agents don't get paid enough to, to do what they do, especially nowadays. And, you know, really, it's just... Just hearing them out really and, and being there for them and, and listening to the struggles that they're having and figuring out a solution to those struggles um, is really what deepens your relationship with, with that real estate agent. Um, you know, so we're, you know, we've got a complicated buyer. We're trying to figure out alternative ways to get them into, uh, into a home at a different price point or maybe selling them on a loan program or a different area. We kind of just attack the buyer, you know, hand in hand and, and make sure that um we can put the buyer in the, in the best situation possible um, to get a home and get under contract. Because I mean, I say jokingly, but nowadays really getting under contract is one of the hardest parts of, of buying. <laughs> yes. 
there's, there's, there's no question. And I don't know, again, you know, Nick said a couple keywords. He said, deepen the relationship. You guys have heard me say all the time, if you haven't deepened a relationship or developed a new one today, you failed for the day as far as agent partners. And what better way? You know, Nick, I think uh, these guys are hearing me say this every week, but hopefully it's sinking in with, with a bunch of people. I, I think uh, as long as I've been around, I've never seen a better time uh, or a time when, when agents needed a great loan officer more. You know, a, a better time for us to sort of flip the script a little bit on how they're doing it. I mean, I just was on a call last week where I was on a team call, Nick, and part of the call was that part of the team dealing with um, borrowers coming in under contract already. And I was like, wait, 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 stop. That's still going on somewhere. Are you kidding me? You got a contract and then you got the borrower? You know, who did that? You know, and I mean, that's how it used to be years and years ago. Great loan officers have stopped all of that, but the agents are so frantic, you know, that they're just doing whatever they need to do. And they just, you know, if they get around a good lender, I mean, I'm hearing what I'm hearing in the market is to get a deal done, to get a deal, sorry, accepted by the seller. 90% of the time, the lender is selling it through if there's mortgage, if it's not a cash deal. Meaning if you talk to the listing agent, they will say, we took that one because I talked to Nick Long and I was confident it was going to close. Is that what you're saying as well? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just, I asked the buyers and I said, look, hey, if I call the listing agent, are you comfortable with me discussing your financial details to them? And of course, they're going to say yes. I mean, they have absolutely no issues with it. And so, you know, I go down to the granular with, with the uh, listing agent and tell them, you know, what credit score is. You know, what they do for work, um, what the debt to income ratio is, what we've verified so far, you know, and give them everything because you really got to make yourself stand out. Um, and, and that's one easy way to do it is to take initiative and be proactive and, and call the listing agent. And so, Nick, you're, what you're saying is in your market, say there's 15 offers on a house, say that's not abnormal, right? 12, 15 offers on a house. What you're saying is you're hearing from the listing agents. I want everyone to hear this. No lenders are really calling them. They're getting a couple of calls. Is that what you're hearing? Correct. Yeah, most of them are actually kind of shocked to hear from me. So um, most of them just don't really get calls from loan officers. And so when they get one, they're like, oh, wow, I was actually going to call you later on today and vet the pre-approval letter. So, you know, they're, they're really happy and, and shocked that you took initiative. To so, so I, you know, I want everyone to hear that. What sounds so obvious or so logical, maybe to you, especially if you work with me, or as you're listening to Nick say this, nobody's doing it. So he's he Nick's one out of maybe two loan officers on an off on a house that maybe got 15 offers on it. So I would say already, Nick, you're at 50, you're bat, you're at 50% already. <laughs> Again, because it's really gonna be you or the other person they talk to, unless there's just let's a cash buyer or something like that. Um, uh, but 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 that's that that to me uh, is amazing. Nick, how do you see uh, so for the rest of the year? I've been asking all the loan officers too. Um, what does your market look like? First of all, just your pipeline in general. Um, refinances, are they sort of mellowed out right now? Or are they still coming strong? Or what are you seeing in your mar in your pipe? Um, 
yeah, I mean, most people, they, they call and they, um, you know, they call and they're wanting to look into refinancing. And a lot of times it's not worth it unless maybe they're doing like a cash out refinance or paying off debt. But, um, you know, really refinances have, have tapered off. Definitely not as, as strong as they were last year. Um, it's basically all back to 100% purchase for the most part. I mean, it's just, they're just coming. So, so you're, so you're, I was predicting uh, by the end of the third quarter, most of the refi pipelines would be flushed out and the fourth quarter would be really, really back to normal. You know, Brian Minkow said something interesting uh, a couple of weeks ago or last week. He said, Joel, you know, there's going to be a huge cash out refi opportunity because a lot of these people have bought these houses with all this equity in them. And, you know, they're all coming up on a year. Uh, in the fall. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> You're right. Um, and then I kind of thought back and I remembered everybody sucking all the equity out of their house and in, in, in 06 and 05 and 07, it gave me a little like shiver a little bit, you know, like, ooh, you know, I don't know if I want to take all of that equity out of there, but I guess, you know, and the rates were, you know, super, super low. Um, are you, uh, so, so are you bullish? What are your agents saying? Are you seeing more inventory coming on? Uh, what are your agents saying? I'm asking Nick because Nick works with agent partners and it's always nice to hear perspective in each different market. Are they more confident right now? Or are they busy, uh, uh, you know, basically complaining about pocket listings? What's the feedback from the agents in your market right now regarding inventory? Well, school school just got got out, so um, we're starting to see more inventory hit the market, but not as much as you'd really like. And I think really we got to solve the issue of, you know, if I sell, where am I going to go? And I think that's <laughs> the biggest thing that most sellers are, you know, uh, only reason why they're not selling is they don't have anywhere to go. So, um, you know, coming up with a solution to that is is um, definitely uh, could be advantageous and give us some more inventory. But um, we are seeing some investors to you know. So, are you are you uh, how many offers uh, move ups down there have the language of okay, uh, this is good, but it's not final until we find a place. Like we have two weeks or three weeks. You see, in a ton of those when people are moving up. Yeah, I mean, the, the good thing about the market now is that uh, sellers can dictate and they can really demand whatever they want. So if you do have somebody selling, we're seeing a lot more leasebacks right now where, you know, they're leasing it back from the person that is purchasing it from them. So it gives them another 30, 30 days or so to, to find a house and close on it. So, Nick, if I'm a loan officer right now that's been uh, doing a lot of refinances or I'm a newer or I'm a newer loan officer, uh, what, uh, you know, what type of advice uh, are you giving someone in this market? Uh, you're 10 years in now. You're a grizzled veteran. You, uh, you, by the way, everybody, Nick, unfortunately, or fortunately got to start his career sitting across from me. And what was that restaurant? Where were we eating wings or whatever in that bar, wherever we were. And Nick, Nick had me, Nick had me blowing at him like a high level fan before he, even, before he even started. Um, so I would say he definitely started uh, with the, all the correct stuff in mind. And of course he's got great people around him, but what would you, what would you tell someone Nick about, you know, just to sort of number one pivot to purchase and, and number two, if you're just newer, um, and, you know, what types of things uh, would you have people do? Well, I mean, purchases have always been the cake. That's why I tell people, you know, sprinkles are the, like refis. We get them great. Not a big deal. But the cake is always going to be a purchase. Purchases are always going to be there. So always, always, always treat real estate partners as as the number one. Um, so, but really, the biggest thing that I think that a lot of people are lacking right now is, um 
they're not really working hard. Um, you know, I've got a lot of people that just don't work hard. It just blows my mind. You know, they're <laughs> clocking at 11 and they leave at four. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not constantly on the phone. They're not, you know, out trying to get meetings. They're not doing the things, the ground and pound stuff that, uh, that you need to be doing. And you need to be out there in front of everyone because there's just so many uh, people out there that just, um, just don't want to work hard to get it. And there's definitely no easy button in this business. That's a great, that's a great one. There's no easy button. I mean, you're, I mean, some people would argue, boy, there's been a big easy button for about 18 months, but you know, it's funny. John Palmiotto was on here two or three weeks ago and he was, I don't know if you were on the call, but he was saying, he was saying the same, you know, the same, the same type of thing. He's like, it's kind of like, you know, we're all full. It's like, uh, you know, you should only go to the grocery store when you're full. So if you go when you're hungry, you'll, you'll, you'll buy everything. You know, he's finding that people aren't hungry. You know, everyone's busy with their their uh, their sports car they bought, their boat, their second home, you know, whatever that they bought from the spoils of this incredibly uh, lucrative market, you know, for us. And, uh, you know, I hope everyone heard Nick because Nick's the guy, you know, if you're in Orlando, he's the guy that's going to take your relationships from you because he's. Uh, he's married and he has two little kids and I know he loves spending time with his family, but he'll, he'll, he'll leave his house on Saturday to take you out. So, so, you know, you're, you're, that's the guy that's going to take your business. Who's going to keep working right through this. And Nick, you know, I think you're, I think you're right. I think you're, I think you're really, really, really right. And I think some people are just burnt and tired. And I say to them, you'll have time to be burnt and tired later. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going, you know, get yourself a Red Bull or something and just keep going because we're not going to see this type of stuff. And I think we have another couple of years of this and you can build, you can take and establish some relationships right now that you're, it's going to be harder to get in, you know, in six months right now, there's a lot of loan officers are still sitting in their office doing refis and you can literally begin relationships with their agent partners right now and then whittle them right away. So, Nick, uh, you have not taken your foot off the gas pedal at all, correct? Uh, if anything, we're we're continuing to staff up and trying to do more. I mean, the good thing about last year is, you know, I, I thought like this level was working really hard and then I got to that level and then that became the new baseline and then it just, you know, kept, kept getting more and more. And so, I mean, really, you don't really realize how hard you actually can't work until you're, you're really forced to and, and uh, you know, really put in the effort. But, uh, but yeah, we're, we're continuing to just continue to staff up, be more efficient, be faster, and be better. Yeah, yeah. Being, and, and being efficient and being faster, uh, you know, Sean was on here about a month ago, Sean Panosian, and he talked about that. He was like, you know, in this market, the agents need that even, even more. They need us to be able to schwack a loan through there, uh, you know, quickly and efficiently. And so Nick is doing, you know, the opposite of what a lot of lenders are doing. He's staffing up. You know, I tell people all the time, I'm like, okay, whatever your baseline is, you got to stay there without any refinances. So if you're closing 15 loans a month and there's, you know, 11 purchases and four refis, you have to be, you, you, got to make sure you're at 15 for purchases you know and they kind of look at me and they're like eh. i'm like no no go back so i love when loan officers said joel i'm closing 22 loans for the month i'm like cool that means you have to close 23 next month and they're like oh man i should have told them that <laughs> because, i'm like there's no go backs i mean don't tell me oh it's august it's slow no you know there's no that, that's that's just an excuse okay great any uh any final words of wisdom for the group nick what's the best way to find you Facebook, email, how do you want people have a question? Um, how, how can they find you? 
Um, really just um, find me. You can find me on Facebook. Um, email is good as well. Inlong at Amerifirst.com um, or my website, nicklong.us as in the United States. That'll redirect you to my website. So um, call, sell, um, or text, email, whatever. Okay, everybody, Nick Long, AmeriFirst Mortgage. We didn't even talk about reno because I, I like to keep this at 30 minutes, but Nick is a reno expert as well. That's He used that very efficiently to build a lot of the relationships he has right now and pivoted right off that, uh, but we didn't even go there. Uh, N Long at AmeriFirst Mortgage, uh, Orlando, that's East Coast. Um, everyone, uh, 25th, a lot of new stuff starting. Remember... Remember, it's Monday. I don't care how busy you are. If you haven't done three, you don't have three B2Bs booked this week. Fail, four good, five grand slam. Okay, stay on your game. Get out of your office and STP, see the people. Everyone is in a place. Well, Nick's in Florida. They never had masks there, but everyone else is out now. So you should definitely be out seeing the people. If you're not, you're going to fail. Someone like Nick is going to put his big body in the way. And that's going to be it for you. So everyone have an awesome week. And I'll talk to everybody next Monday. Thank you, Nick Long. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.